Hello, everybody, and welcome to Robe Talks. I'm so excited. We're on a new camera this week. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the many letters that I have written to boys. Sound kind of familiar? Sound like something you want to hear? Stay tuned. But first, take a deep breath with me. In three, two, one. that's too loud for you in the mic but hey um so today we have a new setup going if you're watching this via video you might notice a little change in the quality um so i just got a new camera i'm super excited about it and you know it's up and up from here but anyway today um we're gonna talk about the many letters that I have written to boys I mean it's giving to all the boys I've loved yeah I think that's what that movie's called it's giving that except um it's not messy <laughs> except for that one time in seventh grade but you know it's not messy like the letters got sent out so um yeah so without well actually there is gonna be a, without further of uh Adieu, 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 adieu. The, um, <laughs> I just feel really goofy today, I guess. Um, so we're going to be starting with the journal page today. And um, it is, let me look, it's three things that you're grateful for, three things you're looking forward to, and what God is teaching you right now. So three things that I'm grateful for. I am grateful to um, have gotten this camera. I'm so excited about it. I'm grateful, obviously, to be doing the podcast right now with you. And I am grateful for how far the Lord has brought me. You know, I've just been doing a lot of reflection and it's brought me into this really grateful heart. And I'm just like, like, oh God, you just did so much. Like, and there's just still so more to come. And, you know, I can't wait to even talk about the things that God is saying to me right now. Like, it's, it's mind blowing. And I'm just, I'm excited for it to come to pass, basically. And three things I'm looking forward to. I am looking forward to. Uh, starting the YouTube channel. I think I'm really looking forward to starting that. Um, so I used to have a YouTube channel when I was like in, uh, I was about to say middle school. I, when I was in college, like right going into college, I had a YouTube channel and I'm coming back to it and this, this can be the promo for it, but it's not, it's not up yet. Like she's, you know, like she's working nine to five and she's, She's trying to get the podcast going and then, you know, the YouTube's got to fit in somewhere, but it's, you know, like we, we just doing a lot of things right now and we're going to coordinate. We're going to get it. And, um, the second thing I'm looking forward to is also connected to the YouTube channel. I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm excited to cook recipes. I've been looking for recipes and, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a little cooking show. So that's a little preview. And the other thing I'm excited about is for summer. I'm excited for even even spring, even spring. And it's because in Michigan, we had like last week, it was like giving like 70s, 80s. And now this week it's giving 30s, 40s. Like, so I'm just excited for the weather to stop bouncing around and just, you know, pick pick a side. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Um, I'm also looking forward to this weekend. I don't know if we haven't really planned it, but we're going somewhere for my sister's birthday. So I'm excited to just celebrate her. And yeah, and what is God teaching me right now? God is teaching me. God is teaching me that I actually complain a lot (laughs) and that it's like so ingrained in me that I don't always recognize it. And, um, you know, it's like just certain stuff that I say, like I bought this new lotion and I thought it was going to be in a bigger bottle. And I was like, dang, that's small. And, you know, it was a, it was an observation, but it was the way that I said the observation that's like, you're complaining right now. And then I think about when I'm driving and I'm like, well, why aren't we moving right now? And it's like, where, where you gotta go? Why? Everybody's going to get where they got to go. And so, um, yeah, the complaining has to stop because it even says in the Bible that, um, in Exodus, when they were supposed to go to their promised land, they actually got disqualified because they were complaining and murmuring and just being like, we want to go back to Egypt. And God was like, all right, since you want to go back there, you're not going to see this promised land. Like, and just, you know, and so I don't want to forfeit what God has for me because I'm complaining about just like little stuff. So, yeah, that's where I'm growing. That's the that's what God is teaching me. So don't be surprised if you hear this again when I do Bloom's Buzz and Grows in the next episode. So anyway, wow, I'm so excited. Like usually I'm like looking at an iPad and like, oh, it's just right here. It's just, it's just right here. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. So um, the song of the week is See How Far by Victoria Orenzi. And it is so good. I actually was singing it uh, when we first started because that's just how much it's just in me. You know, like it just mm, it's just a good song and it's a long song, but I, I can listen to the whole thing. And I'm just be like, see how far you brought me. And then they say this. Uh, they say this phrase in there and it's like, and that means you did all this like as in God, you did all of this. So that's a little preview. You should listen to it. It'll give you it'll give you the vibe. Um, so like I said, we're getting into this letters thing. The letters that I've written boys. Like, what am I talking about? Yes, I'm the black Laura Jean. I mean, I guess you could call me her, but you know, not really, because these letters will never see the light of day. These letters will never see the eyes of these boys will never see these letters. Never. Never. It will never happen. No. Um, so basically, the preface for this is that I've written letters to boys. And I think I've talked about a couple of my situations and just a couple of heartbreaks and things of that nature. So this basically, what I'm getting into is how I coped with the heartbreak and part of the way that I coped with it I don't know around what time I started doing it but it was just like I don't know if it was the third one or the fourth heartbreak but whenever it was or just whenever the situation you know dissipated and was over it was like let me just let me just put my feelings out there and so Instead of crying, you know, I, I made the letter cry. And so I wrote a letter to the, the, my first love at 14. I wrote many letters to my ex. Many letters to my ex. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a lot. That was a lot to get through. Um, and that's because I, I, like, genuinely loved him. So it was just more emotions to wade through than, like, the quote-unquote first love and I wrote a letter to my first kiss and some other church boys that like you know like we were like it was a situation for a while but then it like wasn't so (laughs) and yes if if you're wondering yes they were dramatic okay they were and um what those letters really did for me was that they were an outlet so I was able to express myself 
in a way that I wasn't able to express myself in the conversation. Like we didn't have the type of conversation for me to be like, I didn't like that you did this and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And so like, yeah, the letter was kind of like, it was kind of like this. It was like, you know, um, for those who can't see, I'm like pointing my finger and stuff. But um, like, and another thing that letters did for me is they really helped me to know how I was feeling because I, of course I would read the letter back and I'd be like, wow, I didn't know that I felt like that. So it's like, wow, I low key, high key was my own therapist since, since I had a journal since like six years old. I don't know. I wasn't six. Uh, I think it was like seven or eight, seven or eight. I have been my own therapist, but it does not compare to actual therapy. Actual therapy is definitely an upgrade from journaling. But journaling can be a start for sure. Like, because you, you know, when you say something out loud, when you write it out loud and you look back at it, you're like, wow. So you're actually really upset about this. To whereas, like, I feel like when I would write it out, I wouldn't really know what my emotions were. And, you know, sometimes reading it back would help, but usually it wouldn't be until later because I would just be so into the emotion at the moment that I just wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know. And what these letters also allowed was for me to have closure. So I was able to have closure and just come into a place where, you know, maybe the situation didn't end the way I wanted it to. We didn't have a conversation about it. I wasn't able to express like, hey, this hurt me. And, you know, like, what's the deal with this? And, you know, like allow that person to say what they wanted to say. And then, you know, maybe we could have worked it out. But it just it didn't it, it, it didn't happen like that. And so my letter was my way of closing it because I never wrote a letter without genuinely thinking in my mind that I was going to send this letter to the person. And I think that that's what Laura Jean did in the movie, if you've ever seen the movie. Like, I think that's why she addressed them, because she just really had to get in the mindset that that she was sending the letter. And I was like, heck no, because, like... <laughs> I guess I had thought of the, this is before the movie even came out. I had thought of the situation and I was like, the last thing I need is for this letter to get found. I'm just trying to express myself right now. I don't, mm -mm, I don't need that letter to get found. So yeah, I just kept it in my journal and that was that on that. And like what I want to talk about is that why it gave me closure it, it actually brought, because you know I'm going to bring scripture into it because I just, I love the Bible. And if I hadn't had that closure from writing those letters, I wouldn't have been able to move into my new. You know, the Bible says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And that's Isaiah 43, 18, 18 through 19. And like, basically, God was trying to do something new in my life. You know, this person left my life and he was trying to do something new. And if I hadn't written letters, if I hadn't done something to get myself out of that mindset, he wouldn't have been able to bring me into the new. And I don't think I would have been focused to even know what I wanted and to know that I wanted to go to school for fashion and to know my direction, I would have been so like bogged down by like, this didn't work and I feel like a failure and da 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 da. And what it really allowed was for me to have that closure. And it wasn't a full closure at first. I'm going to admit it didn't feel like a full closure, but it was closure enough to the point where with time and honestly with other things to focus on it it lessened and but it didn't go away 
because then later, like recently, recently in these couple of past years, I've actually had to come back, dig up all that stuff and actually work through it because you actually have to work through it. Wounds do not heal with time. You actually have to do the effort. Like faith without works is dead. If you have faith that God is going to heal the wound, you got to put some work towards it. So I recently had to put the work towards dealing with like just situations and and people that I've dated and people that I've gone on a date with or, you know, it just didn't work out. And, you know, I feel really good about it. So, um, and also read the, um, read the message version of that, of that Isaiah scripture, because that one also hits as well. And ultimately it just helps me to forgive it helped me to forgive them because I feel like in, in every letter I always wrote like, and I forgive you. Like I would be like, you did this, you did this, you did this, this hurt me, da, 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 da. But then I'd be like, I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> and that's just like Ephesians 4.32. I didn't write that one out. So get rid of your story yet. Um, and if I could tell you anything. I would say if writing is for you, if even if it's not for you, try it. Just try it. Try writing you a letter. If it's some it's some some boy, if it's some girl that you that that just done you wrong, that you just or the situation just dissipated on its own, you know, maybe it was mutual. Try try it. Try a letter. Try it. Because it just helps. It helps you to, like I said, it helps you to process. And the thing I would say that you need to watch out for, though, when you're writing a letter is to not make an idol of it. So in other words, don't go to like journaling or writing a letter before you go to God. Because I did find myself doing that a lot more. And when you do that, journaling just tends to be like more indulgent. It tends to be, well, this is for me. You know, maybe for you it's a little different. But for me, if I didn't go to God first, it was like I was super in my feelings, super in my emotions, super negative. And maybe I'd feel like good for a little while after. But because I didn't seal it off with prayer, because I didn't like go to my father in heaven, it was like, okay, now we're going to pick back up the stress and the pain and we're going to go on with my day. But it was nice to get it out for a second. And the other thing I would say is when you're trying to forgive somebody for the situation, you cannot make it completely their fault because it's not. It's not completely their fault. It's just not. You have some fault in the situation too because of what you allowed and because nobody was forcing you to be in that relationship. And what I want to say before I continue is that I'm not talking about an abusive relationship because, well, abusive, manipulative, if, if in any way that person was like, you can't leave or I'm going to kill you, well, then, yeah, they were forcing you to be there. But if in any way it was a willful you staying with this person, there's some fault on you, you know, because you made the decision. And so when you're forgiving, you have to understand that there are two people in the relationship and not just blame the one person And see them as God's child because they are God's child. God loves all his children, even though we all sin. And when you are writing a letter to somebody and you're trying to forgive them all this stuff, you cannot be in the mode of just like bashing them or it's not going to work. If that's all you want to do in the letter, I mean, I can't stop you, but that's not going to be an effective letter for you to actually get to the root of your pain for you to actually process it and for you to move on 
So those are the two things that I kind of thought about that were stumbling blocks for me and the reason why the letters worked to a certain extent, but they didn't work all the way because I didn't always fully look at myself and see what, what my issue was and what I did. So don't, don't stumble on the same, don't stumble on the same stumbling block I did. I'm trying to give you the cheek up. Please take it. <laughs> um, so the main thing that I'm trying to get into this is we're going to go through basically how to write a letter, how to, how to write a letter. You know, you're like, Whitney, I've never written in my journal before. I don't even have a, I don't even have journal. All I have is a piece of paper. Like, what do I do? Don't worry. I got you. I got you. So if you have gotten out of a relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic, because even though this podcast is titled the letters I've written to boys I have also written letters to friends as well if a friend pisses me off if a friend <laughs> if a friend um you know just kind of drifts out of my life maybe it was mutual maybe it was just a whatever I've also written letters in that aspect as well so and you don't know like when when that happens and you don't know what to do you're all in your feels pick up a journal pick up a piece of paper um and write a letter and then once you write the letter, do whatever you want with it. But if it's like a loose leaf sheet of paper, I would I would highly suggest <laughs> that you should probably shred it. You should probably just shred it because you don't want any drama. You don't want to be Laura Jean, right? This is not a Netflix movie and we're not doing that. So, But anyway, so the first thing. When you sit down to write your letter, you know, you've got your mood going, you've got your candle, maybe you've got a good scent going in the room and, you know, like maybe you've got some music playing because I always would play some music and it would usually be like some sad music like I'm okay, my memories, they comfort me. Thoughts of what we used to be. You know, Chrisette Michelle, there's a, there's this one song that just takes you there. It's called I'm Okay. So if you ever want to get in your feelings in terms of that, just go ahead and go right ahead and do it. And as you release, as you pour out your heart, I mean, just everything. Don't hold back. Everything that you're feeling inside, whether it sounds good or bad, just release it. Because when you keep things inside of you, it's going to poison you. Like, so you just have to let it out. And so that's what I would say that you should do first. And as you release it, let God read you as you're releasing it. Keep him involved in the process of it. So that, you know, it's just nice to have that feeling that like your daddy is there while you're feeling this way because God is the comforter. So he's not going to judge you about how you feel or what you're saying about this regarding this. He's just going to be like, I know, I know, I understand. And that's like the best feeling in the world to just be able to write out everything. Like even the type of stuff that you wouldn't tell your friends, you can write out and just let God hold you in that moment. And it makes me think of the Psalms, honestly, because David was always pouring out, bruh. He was always pouring out. He was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I was supposed to grab my... Uh, I was supposed to grab my Bible before this. Oh, shoot. Where is she? Okay. I got it. So I wrote down some scriptures. Because I was just looking for, I was just like, I've read through the Psalms. I haven't read through all of them. Stay tuned. We're going to, I definitely want to read through all the Psalms. But I've read through quite a few of them. And I just want to highlight some of them for you to do in your study. Um, so first is Psalms 32, uh, three, th uh, wait, Psalms 32, 
let me just flip to it because if I see the page, then I think I will understand what I am, where I'm trying to go. Okay, I think this is the part I wanted to read to you guys. Yes, so this is the message version. And um, this is Psalms 32. So, when I kept it all inside, my bones turned to powder. My words became day-long groans. The pressure never let up. All the juices of my life dried up. Then I let it out. I said, I'll come clean about my failures to God. Suddenly, the pressure was gone. My guilt dissolved. My sin disappeared. And I feel like that's a really good way to talk about the letters. You know, like he's saying like you kept it inside. He kept it inside and his bones turned to powder. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't want my bones to turn to powder. And we're not talking literally. Obviously, we're talking figuratively in your soul and in your spirit. But either way, it's not a good feeling to feel so weakened by something that's hurting you that you literally, like, it's, it begins to physically manifest in you. And so, and, and, he, and he said when he shared suddenly, suddenly the pressure was gone and there's never been a time that I have come to God honestly poured my heart out and suddenly I felt peace it doesn't necessarily mean I got an answer but suddenly I felt peace suddenly I felt comforted and that's all I'm trying to tell you guys today with these letters is that I think it's definitely something that you should try like because, you know, one thing that I think happens a lot amongst Christians is that we just be anti sometimes and we need to stop that. We need to try stuff. So this is one of those things that you need to try. And the other honorable mention that I had when I was looking through, and this is all the message version. The, the message version just, it hits, you can obviously read it in whatever version you want, but the message version um, in this instance is what is hitting for me. So I would say the other one that I would read is, um, that I feel like specifically speaks to writing a letter and, you know, being in your feels and, um, you know, just finding a place that's like, oh, I'm not the only one. Um, there's Psalms four, Psalms five and Psalms six. But I'm pretty sure there's plenty more if you just read through it and study. But um, yeah, so Psalms 4, the specific verse. Did I put one for that? The specific verse that I want to read is 4 through 5. And it says, complain if you must, but don't lash out. Keep your mouth shut and let your heart do the talking. Build your case before God and wait for his verdict. And I think that's important because... Jesus said in, I don't know where it is. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know where it is. But I know that he said it. He said that we do not defile ourselves by what we put in ourselves. We defile ourselves by what comes out. And so this is also speaking to that because you don't necessarily want to just complain and murmur all the time. You know, we talked about it in the beginning. I'm not trying to complain and murmur all the time because that's that's what disqualified the children of Israel from their promised land. And the next generation got the land and they could have the first one could have been it, but they complained and they murmured too much. So um, there's been plenty of times where I have said it out loud and but there's God's grace. Like there's for sure, for sure, for sure, God's grace, but you don't want to take advantage of it. If you have a mind to remember the verse that I just read, keep it, keep it up in here, keep it in that head because God hears you in there and he's like, I, I get you. And then suddenly peace will come over you. Not necessarily the answer. You know, there was times where I would apply to a fashion job. I didn't get the job. I'm sitting in my prayer closet, sobbing my eyes out, wondering why I didn't get this job. And God didn't tell me why I didn't get the job. But he comforted me. 
So I just want to basically say that in writing these letters, you can't try to control how God is going to answer you or how fast he's going to answer you or when he's going to answer you or what he's going to take away or what he's going to put back. You have to submit to him because ultimately he knows what's best. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he's the beginning and the end. He's all powerful. You know, he came from himself. So, you know, like we all have beginnings and we all have ends. Uh, God ain't got that. Also, he's present in today, right now. He's present in tomorrow. And he's also present in yesterday. Like he's all three right right now. He's he's there. Like there's no end to it. So he, he knows what he's doing. And I think as as believers, we have to submit to him. And I think there's just far too much worry going on. And we just, we got to submit. And I think part of that is because the epidemic that's going on that I'm seeing is that people aren't reading their Bible enough. And when you don't read your Bible, you don't hear his word. You don't end up getting in a position in your heart where you know who your father is. You know that he's going to protect you. You know that you are his daughter. You know that you are his son. And so then you're wandering around like a lost child, like a nomad. And it's like he didn't call you to do that. But you you don't know who he is because you're out there being lukewarm or you're out there not, you know, just you're like kind of there and you're kind of not. And but you know what? I'm not here to talk about the different levels of lukewarm. And I feel like, cause there's levels to it. There really is. And, but I'm, I'm not here to talk about that. We could do that in another episode. I think I might do an episode about that, but, um, off on a tangent, the other, the other verse that I would say, uh, chapter six, the one that I specifically wanted to read to you was six, nine, six through nine. It says, I'm tired of all this, so tired. My bed has been floating 40 days and nights on the flood of my tears. My mattress is soaked, soggy with tears. The sockets of my eyes are black holes, nearly blind. I squint and grope. Get out of here, you devil's crew. At last, God has heard my sobs. My requests have been granted. My prayers are answered. And that one in specific, I mean, like Psalms, it's because it's definitely because it's poetry, but they're just so colorful. And like, uh, I hope you felt that like I did. I hope you felt that thing like I did, because wow, he said he's been floating 40 days and nights on the flood of his tears. David is crying, baby. And I don't know about you, but I have, I have, I have cried like that before, for sure. To the point where it just feels like, bruh, it's a lot of tears here. And if I was a giant, I would, I would drown some people. (laughs) But like the thing that he said at the end, he said, God has heard my sobs. My requests have been granted. My prayers are answered. And the reason why I use the Psalms is because even though David was just pouring it out, he was doing, you know, he was just doing the dang thing. He was laying it out on the line. There was times where he was like, God, where are you? Da, 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 da. But I don't think I've ever read a Psalm where David did not turn it around and say, but I know that my God is here, or I know that you are here for me, God. I know that God has heard my requests. I know he's answered my prayers. David was really good at encouraging himself. And that's what I think I needed to do. And I think that we need to do. So uh, the next That leads me into the next point is to let God form you again. So after you pour out, after you do all the things, go to God and let him form you. 
And the two verses I wrote down for that was Psalms 34, 18, and then Nehemiah 8, 10. And let me, let me find them. Let me actually find them because I was supposed to hold on a minute. So Psalms 34, 18. Let's go to it, guys. Because I don't think I read it in the message version. Psalms 34, 18. Yeah. Psalms 34, 18. Okay. So yeah, Psalms 34 says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. So he's near to you, basically. <laughs> and yeah, that's all I would say about that. You can study it more and I'm sure that a even deeper revelation will come. I've never studied anything deeper to a deeper level and something like hasn't just like, wow, like popped out at me. Like, oh, I love the Bible. And um, Nehemiah eight ten Nehemiah eight ten <clears throat> Nehemiah eight ten. So, uh, is this what I wanted? Oh yeah, this is what I wanted. Okay, it's more the it's more the last part, but I'll read the whole thing. Then he said to them, "Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared, for this." day is holy to our lord do not sorrow for the joy of the lord is your strength the joy of the lord is your strength and i went into a concordance and i actually looked up strength and in hebrew it is maoz maoz and it means place of place it means place or a means of safety it means protection it means refuge it means stronghold so the joy of the lord is my strength when i take upon the joy of the lord i have come into a means of safety i have come into a means of protection i've come to my refuge i've come to my stronghold so that's something that we have to hold on to because even if we're not happy we can still have joy And honestly, I don't even know how to fully explain it. It just is something experienced. It's just something you experience. Like, it's like, I'm not happy right now. My situation is not exactly what I want, but I have the joy of the Lord and I, I feel strengthened and it just, it comes, it comes speedily, it comes like that. And <laughs> It just leaves me, it just leaves me a little speechless, you know? And, um, there's also James. I have a lot of scripture. I have a lot of scripture today. There's also James 4, 8, and it's, this is James 4, 8, A. Cause, um, it's, yeah, just the first part, but you should read the next, you should read, you know, uh, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. So what we're doing in this letter is not just, you know, writing out a letter and that's it this is really the intention with it is to draw near to god you know pour it out let him pour back into you as you draw near to him he will draw near to you and like i feel like i say this every episode like somehow this verse ends up getting in every episode but it's jeremiah 1 5 before i shaped you in the womb i knew all about you before you saw the light of day i had holy plans for you a prophet to the nations that's what i had in mind for you that's the message version which i had actually not read it in the message version and it it hits just as hard as before i formed you in the womb i knew you um, I like that it, you know, goes into detail. The message does, the message version does hit. And after that, after you, after you write out and you pour out, you know, you sat down, you've, you've maybe you've cried, you know, there's been times I've written a letter and I've started to cry. So don't be afraid to cry. And whether you're a boy or a girl, you can cry. It's, it's fine. You're in, you're in your own space. You're in your own space. You can do it. You can do it. And then you let God begin to form you again. And then after that, just know that God restores. Because like I said, you can't rush God on what he's going to do and when he's going to do it. But just know 
that God restores. The whole entire reason we are here, the whole entire story of the Bible is a story of restoration. I mean, John 3, 16, it says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not die and have eternal life. How do I know that? How do I know that verse? Because we sang it in, in, this is a tangent, but we sang it in Sunday school. And yeah, that's how I memorized that verse. But anyway, back to the, back to the severity of what I'm talking about is that God literally sent his only son to restore us back to him so that we could have a relationship with him so that we could talk to him so that we could have his presence in our lives. He loves us that much that he does not need us at all. He does not need us for anything in this earth. He set up the earth for us to have dominion, but he doesn't need us to do it. Like he is perfectly capable on his own. He literally spoke and things came into existence. His word is like the rain. It falls down from the sky. You know how the rain falls down from the sky and it don't ever go back up. That's how his word is. So when he says something, it has to come to pass. He is I am that I am. And you know what I am that I am means? It means it came to pass. His name is literally, it came to pass. So when you are writing this letter, I don't want you to get lost in the feelings or the emotions of it. Yes, they're there and yes, they're intense. But remember that God is a restorative God. He restores. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals just letting that sit for a minute he's the god who restores and as we do these letters he's gonna restore and i think even as you finish the letter and you come into this moment with god and i think even at the end of your letter you should pray You should just talk to him. You've already talked to him in the letter, so you've already broken the ice. So just talk to him. Tell him what you need. Tell him what you want. And, you know, realize that ultimately you want his will for your life because that's what's best. You know, whenever I pray something that's my preference, you know, I... I put my petition before God. It, it says it somewhere in the Bible that you need to put your petitions before God. So I put my petitions. I say, God, this is what I want. But ultimately, I want your will for my life because I have seen the fruit of allowing God's will to happen in my life. I have seen the fruit of going my own way and just doing what I wanted to do. So I'm like, God, no, I want the fruit what your will is for my life and I'm just gonna I I'm not gonna doubt anymore because doubting made me sick it made me sick like inside I was always in turmoil from fear and doubting and and now that I've come to this place where it's like you know God if you want me to do this podcast I'm gonna do the podcast you want me to start my YouTube channel back up I'm gonna do my YouTube channel and I'm having so much fun and it's coming to me with such an ease that I have never experienced doing anything else before like I've done I've done the MLM I've done like all this other stuff I used to do door-to-door and like those are both like stories on their own and I didn't feel this sense of peace. I didn't feel this sense of confidence. And it's because it was not God's will. I was obsessed with making money because I had come out of college. I had all this debt and I was like, I have to pay this off immediately. I do not like the feeling of being in debt. I still don't like it. But what I know now is that God is going to restore me. He's going to restore me back to that bank account being zero debt. Okay, and we're going in the positive direction. I'm trending up because my God is a restorer. My father is a restorer and he's your father, too. And he's going to restore you. 
And there's also Joel 2.25. And it's um, it's the one about the locusts. And it's, so I will restore to your years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, the chewing locusts, my great army which I sent among you. And this is at the point when the Israelites, they're in... They're in exile for their 70 years because, you know, they messed up and they started worshiping other gods. And God was like, you want to worship them? Go ahead and worship them. But um, you're going to do it from Babylon and not from, you know, the land that I gave you. So uh, basically, <laughs> this is talking about how he's going to restore. Because even though God, you know, he, he chastens the one that he loves, but he's going to restore and, you know, maybe in this letter, maybe you're going through a season of chastening. He's still going to restore you. You know, a father who loves his child is going to correct them. Can you imagine if God just allowed you to just run rampant? I mean, it's like, well, what is he there for? <laughs> I mean, you may as well just be out in the world. Ain't nobody telling them to do nothing. But we have a God that loves us and says, no, I, I actually know what's best for you. And there is going to come a point where it's like, hey, uh, there's a punishment for that. So you can learn, you know, and so many, there's so many thoughts. There's so many thoughts going on in my head right now. Um, But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. That's all I wanted to say with the letters. Um, So First things first, when you write a letter, write and release, write, write out all your feelings. And then as you're writing, let God form you again. Maybe take a moment after, take some deep breaths and allow that to sit with you. Allow yourself to read it back and to kind of get into what your feelings were. Let God form you again. And then know that God restores and go with your petitions to him in prayer Whatever it is, if this person, if you feel like this person is supposed to that, that, you know, like maybe it's right place, wrong time, pray, pray about that. Say, say, God, you know, I, I feel like I like this person and I really didn't want it to end. If it's your will, bring us back together. But understand that because you said if it's your will, you're submitting it to him. So if it's not his will, it's not going to happen. But something so much better is going to happen. Because I, I probably prayed regarding my ex. I was like, I don't know if I said if it's your will ever. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I was probably too embarrassed to say, I want to get back together. But that's what I wanted to do for a long time. For like many reasons. But we're not going to get into it. But... Know that God restores. At the end of the day, he's going to restore you. At the end of the day, he's going to heal you. That's what he does. That's his name. That's his the many names of God. And one of them is Jehovah Rapha, and that is the God who heals. So, I think that's all I got for you. I think that's all that we're doing today. I like to get a little studying today. <laughs> Um, so without further ado, I'm just going to pray. God, thank you. Thank you that you hear us. Thank you that you see us. Thank you that you choose us. Who are we, God? That you own this entire world. You spoke everything into existence. And the universe is but a fraction of your glory. The many galaxies everywhere is but a fraction of your glory. And you love us and you chose us and you want an intimate relationship with us. And you sent your son and you sacrificed for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are the God who restores. You restore in heartbreak. You restore in a friendship that has broken up. 
You restore and friends that have drifted away. God, I know that you restore friends back to people and you bring new friends into place. I know that you restore relationships back to people and you bring new relationships into place to the point where they don't even remember the previous relationship and God I just pray in this moment that wherever the listener wherever this guy wherever this girl finds themselves that you just come to them and you comfort them and you help them to open up God help them open up help them in their time whether it be by this letter method whether it just be praying to you God, ultimately, we need you and we need to come to you. So, God, I just pray that they would open up. Open them up to put the feelings on the line. And then realize that you are God. Take it off of their heart as an idol and submit to you. And have reign, to have reign, rule, and dominion over their lives, God. Because with you in charge, that's where we need to be. If you're not in charge, we're in trouble. So God, I just pray that you would open us up to release to you. I pray that you would open us up to have our feelings with you, to have everything with you, to submit every single part of our lives. God, and as always, I just pray that you give us hunger for your word, that we would begin to come back and to open our Bibles and to study. I pray that what we have done today is a seed for someone, if they haven't read their Bible, that they would just all of a sudden, suddenly, they, they wouldn't even know when it happened or where it came from, but they're just reading their Bible every day and they are being changed and they know you and they are able to declare the things of the Lord and they were able to declare the works of the Lord and know that you are with them and know that you have good plans for them. And God, I thank you that you restore. I thank you that you are going to restore each and every person listening to this. I thank you that you have restored me. I thank you that you are continually restoring me every day. And God, I thank you that you have given us a testimony to tell everyone we know about your goodness. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) Okay, that's it. That's it. Peace.